Painter Chuck Close famously said, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work. Most people think that finding inspiration is hard, but the truth is that having the stamina to keep showing up to make your art is harder. If you do that, the inspiration will come. Welcome to the Passionate Painter Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Italia Carlson. Whether your art is a full-time career or your side gig, if you are passionate about creating art, this podcast is for you. Don't worry about taking notes. I'll do that for you. And you can find them at passionatepainterpodcast.com. Don't forget, my Portrait Painting Masterclass, The Portrait Code, is now available at passionatepainteracademy.com. I created this course for all the painters who tell me they can paint other things, but they just can't paint portraits. This course shows you how to approach painting portraits to get a great start, even if you're scared. And it shows you how to assess your progress and get back on track when you've gotten in the weeds. And if you're feeling insecure about any of the fundamentals, such as mastering the elements of design, composition, perspective, anatomy, color theory, or mixing skin tones, I've got you covered. There's a robust module on each, in addition to a complete portrait demonstration and an eight-lesson module on confidence. Learn more at PassionatePainterAcademy.com. And if you happen to be one of the people who says, that sounds great, Caroline, but it just won't work for me, I invite you to send me an email at Caroline at PassionatePainterPodcast.com. I'd be happy to chat with you about where you're at in your portrait journey. And if you like, look at one of your portraits together to figure out where you may want to focus to take your skills to the next level whether or not you purchase my course. Again, you can reach me at caroline at passionatepainterpodcast.com. Welcome back. In this episode, I'm talking about resilience, aka brushing off criticism as a creative. Why is it that we push away compliments, yet we latch on to criticism and repeat it to anyone who will listen? Did you hear what she called me? Do you know what he said about my painting? Well, if they hadn't, they have now. And you're the one broadcasting it. We've all done it. But I'm here to remind you not to be your own worst critic. Do you remember that lecture about polarity in high school physics class? Of course you don't. Because you weren't interested in it. And you're still terrified of your jumper cables as a result. Okay, maybe that's just me. The good news is, you can still learn a valuable lesson from that lecture. We do not remember that which does not interest us, nor do we remember that which we do not focus on. When you're upset about something someone else says, well-meaning friends are likely to say, you shouldn't care what others think of you. Well, guess what? We do. We care intensely about things that attack us at the core of who we are or who we see ourselves to be. So telling you not to care about cruel comments is not going to work. What if instead we try not to focus on it, and by making it less important, it fades into the background? Remember that day at work when you were in the middle of back-to-back -back meetings and stressing about your deadlines, and then your kid called from school crying? What did you do? 
You dropped everything, right? In that moment, your attention was diverted and everything else vanished. Including that snotty ass thing you were so upset someone said about you. You can apply this principle positively and with intention. My mom always recommended parenting toddlers through diversion. She'd say, don't try to convince them not to be upset. Divert their attention. Oh, look at the pretty squirrel. Like that. So when someone close to me recently made a callous remark that was, frankly, out of character about one of my paintings, I'm not going to lie to you. It stung. And before I recentered myself, I felt those vines of self-doubt clawing around my ankles. But then I opened my email and saw the gracious and supportive comments of my listeners. And I realized I'd forgotten to be intentional about my focus. Thanks, by the way. I love and appreciate every one of you. You as a person are the result of what you value and where you place your attention and your intention. And you are amazing. How can we remember that and use it the next time we fall on our face? I suggest a squirrel board. Do you save thank you cards and encouraging notes from friends and colleagues? As artists, many of us have vision boards. The concept being that we place them where we can see them and by being intentional about what we want and seeing it regularly, we bring it into being. I'm suggesting squirrel boards covered in praise, thank yous, and achievements. It should be somewhere accessible and not too far out of reach. You might even leave it where you can see it every day. And for those of you asking if this is something you can do electronically, the answer is yes. You can use a program like Evernote to collect snippets from emails and other correspondence and images of any physical mementos you have and want to include, like thank you notes, letters of commendation, and awards. You can also include things like inspirational quotes, whatever you find encouraging. The important thing is that it be accessible and definitely somewhere you can get to it when the trolls come calling. Think of it as an EpiPen for your self-esteem. Break glass in case of emergency. So the next time someone hits you up sideways with a thoughtless remark, repeat after me. Oh, look at the pretty squirrel. I also want to remind you to keep carrying that sketchbook. Now park the eye roll for a minute and think about it. People sketching tend to attract encouraging comments. Can you actually think of the last time you were sketching and someone came up and said, wow, you really suck at drawing? Doesn't happen. The people who will look over your shoulder when you're out with a sketchbook are the people who will ooh and ah and say, I wish I could draw. It's a universal law, and it's a pretty squirrel. Remember that the next time I nudge you not to leave home without your sketchbook. And just a quick note for those of you who think that having a squirrel board or some kind of reminder of the praise you've received and the achievements that you've accomplished is going to make you too confident and obnoxious, don't worry about it. I think the chances of this happening, especially for an artist, are highly unlikely. Now, if somebody says you suck at drawing in their head, but don't say it out loud, that's not your concern. It's not good for you to fill in the blank by assuming the worst. This goes back to not being your own worst critic. 
And by the way, that's the only time I agree with the aphorism you see on social media these days. What someone else thinks of me is none of my business. If they're hurtful and inconsiderate, in person, on social media, or anywhere else, they're being a troll, and it's going to hurt. And it will help you to take some kind of recentering action, whether it involves confronting them, or turning to a squirrel board, or hitting a heavy bag. I actually swear by my heavy bag. I requested it for Mother's Day 2015 to off-gas work stress. Work like a charm. And so did leaving the toxic environment. I hope you'll notice I'm not endorsing getting into confrontation for its own sake. I hit a heavy bag because hitting my coworker was definitely not going to be helpful. There are times when you'll want to engage a person who's made a criticism. This especially applies to the people close to you. But that's something I believe should be done in the process of setting healthy boundaries. Getting well-versed in where your boundaries are and how to set them is a more in-depth topic that's better covered by an expert like Terry Cole. I personally consider her book, Boundary Boss, an indispensable resource for artists. And everyone else, for that matter. I'll link to her in the show notes. I'm also going to link to the book, Buddha in the Trenches, The Timeless System for Developing Unshakable Performance Under Pressure. It's one of the life instruction manuals I swear by. In the book, author Dr. Steve Taubman explains how mindfulness can help you be calm in the midst of turmoil instead of reactive. I consider his teachings great Kevlar for life's thorns. So short of engaging in a constructive conversation about your boundaries, I'm recommending you try the squirrel board. At the very least, it's a helpful tool. As always, let me know what you think by leaving a comment or emailing me at caroline at passionatepainterpodcast.com. Join me next time for an interview with Soraida Martinez who uses her art to promote tolerance and thought-provoking conversation on diversity, empowerment, and social justice. Don't forget to check out my new online portrait course, The Portrait Code, with modules in design, composition, color theory, anatomy, perspective, mixing skin tones, and confidence included. It's everything I wished I could find in one complete online painting course. Learn more at passionatepainteracademy.com. Until next time, go make something. <laughs>